Well, good day, church family. Once again, this is Pastor Scott uh, hanging out with Pastor Kevin here uh, to debrief uh, Sunday's sermon this past week on Hebrews thirteen seventeen and really the value of church membership. If you don't remember or you weren't a part of that, let me just read Hebrews thirteen seventeen for you real quick. The author writes, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So, Kevin, you mentioned Sunday this was a really timely message considering everything that's kind of going on in our our culture and uh, all the things that kind of maybe draw us away from the church but uh, I could tell you were very excited to preach this and really talk mm -hmm. about the subject of church membership you light up when you talk about it so just maybe just share why it is you're so passionate about uh, this topic for our church family yeah I think it's all about joy mm -hmm. it's it's understanding that God's design is far better than what our flesh or our natural expectations might be. Mm -hmm. And if you just, you know, our tendency in the flesh is going to be to approach Jesus's church from a consumer mindset. And uh, I don't want anybody to, mess, to miss out <laughs> yeah. on God's good design for our joy in, um, in biblical church. And what does it mean to follow the Lord together. And so uh, I am very passionate about this and, and I, I've seen my own life benefit. I've seen other people's lives benefited with the joy that comes from commitment and partnership together in the gospel. And so I hope that comes across mm -hmm. with the right spirit because it's, it's fun for me to think about the joy that is going to be afforded to those who hear and heed this message. Yeah. It's really sweet. You think of Paul, when he writes about people being members of one body, right? We yeah. are we are all connected because of the blood of Christ, and so it is a really sweet uh, way to think of it that we are members of one another. But when we start using that phrase "church membership," we membership has a lot of connotations, I think, to it, especially mm. in our contemporary culture. I think you know of you know golf club memberships and the country club Costco. and all the yeah Costco <laughs> memberships so there's very much kind of a, a consumer mindset with it but yeah. your sermon very much combated that idea so how do i think rightly about what church membership is compared to the way that membership as a term is used in a lot of the contexts in our culture yeah philippians 1 uses this phrase because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now and and i think when we talk about membership, we're talking about commitment. We're talking about partnership. So if you want to think about being a partner in a law firm, you know, you're part owner. You're, 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 you're together. We are beneficiaries of God's grace, mm -hmm. and we're on mission together. We share this mission. We share this conviction of Christ as our hope. And so membership is not so much about um, consuming. Membership is about committing, mm -hmm. and about sharing in this partnership of grace together. Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. Um, it really combats the whole, it's all about me mindset, but yeah. rather it's that we're, we're a part of something and we're investors in something, right? It's something so much bigger than just yeah. ourselves. It's what you were just talking about when you referred to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 about the body and, you know, uh, if, if the whole body was one member, where would the body be? So, 
so together everybody uh, shares in God's grace, mm-hmm. and then the whole body is strengthened and built up and edified mm-hmm. uh, because of our mutual commitment to Christ first and then to each other second. So we obviously believe, or you actually believe very strongly, right, that church membership is a priority for Christians. Now, this definitely came out strongly in your sermon because you made a statement, especially towards the end, if I can remember correctly, that you don't believe that any true professing Christian can be obedient to what Hebrews thirteen seventeen is saying apart from its expression in local church membership. So obviously a very strong statement, yeah. but one that I believe that can be defended i would love for you to just kind of share what you mean by that because that could be maybe come across a little too strong for some people and they just might be wondering okay just help me understand that a little bit better from this passage really defend that yeah it's a great great question and you know sometimes when you're preaching uh i look back and say well you know i probably could have nuanced that a little bit and that would have made it better um so but here's here's what i'm trying to communicate with that statement i in our context, in our culture here at Newcastle Bible Church, um, church membership is simply the means that we use to say who's committed to this, to Christ and this particular body uh, and our mission together and who's not. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, perhaps it would have been better to say it this way. You cannot obey Hebrews thirteen seventeen. If you are not committed to a local fellowship or a mm-hmm. local church family that has spiritual leaders who are watching over your soul, mm-hmm. you cannot obey this because the scripture this scripture is very very clear about um, God's design for giving you leaders that will keeping watch over your souls, and how our responsibility is to is to partner with them in such a way that's going to be for joy. Mm-hmm. So. So you can't obey this verse unless you're actually submitting yourselves and obeying spiritual shepherds in a local fellowship that we call mm-hmm. the local church. There's no way in our culture here at Newcastle Bible Church, there's no way for, for anybody to be committed and partnering with spiritual mm-hmm. shepherds if they're refusing church membership. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're saying, I refuse to become a formal member of this particular family, then you are withholding mm-hmm. yourself from spiritual shepherding in our context. And so that's what I'm saying. Is, I don't know. Yeah. Is that clear? I think it is good. Yeah. And maybe it'd be helpful even as you're talking about that there, because I think that that way you say it is really helpful. Help maybe those who are listening. And I think you talked a little bit on Sunday, but maybe it'd be helpful just to flush out even a little bit more here of like what differs in the shepherding that maybe a a faithful congregational member uh, who comes every week but is not a formal church member, what what differs in the type of shepherding they're receiving versus our formal church members or maybe those who are joining our uh, our worship services on a Sunday morning via our live stream, right? So what's 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 really separating you yeah. know, that? And I think that would be really helpful. A backyard fence. Yeah. And here's what I mean. The, the love you have for your own family that lives in the house with you mm. is different than the love you have for your backyard neighbors. And you can be the most friendly with your backyard neighbors. You can love your backyard neighbors. You can pour into them. You can encourage them. You can be the amazing neighbor. But still, there's something different about the people in your own family. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same thing. Of course, we want to be loving and generous and kind, and we want to help and pray mm-hmm. for anybody that we can, right? That we can. Mm-hmm. But, but who's our family? Mm-hmm. 
It's the members. Mm-hmm. And, the, and so the difference here is, oh, man, if I'm talking to anybody in this podcast who is a faithful attender, and they've mm-hmm. been with us maybe for decades, right? And they are just faithful, and they attend. They can maybe even say, man, I, I pray more than other members. I, I give more than other members. I'm here more often than other members. I would just say, man, come live with us. Like, come, what's, what's preventing you? Because as a shepherd, as one of this team here, we, we, we have a spiritual responsibility to keep watch over the souls that have identified their commitment to us. And again, in our culture, in our place here at Newcastle Bible Church, that expression is church membership. Very helpful. You just mentioned there uh, the spiritual leaders of the church shepherding your soul. You know, you really spoke strongly to the the current church leadership, the elders of our church. Hmm. Um, just recognize that people come from a lot of church contexts. There might be a lot of past abuse people have experienced as they think about church leadership. Um, in fact, the verse itself says, obey and submit. And as you yeah. mentioned, in our culture, we're kind of living in a world where obeying and submitting, especially to governing authorities and school authorities, like it's, it's, it's a hard, there's almost a, a little bit of a, a chafing against that. So mm-hmm. maybe it's even helpful for us to think about what, what level of authority does church leadership actually have in oh, the life a of a congregational um, a, a member? Yeah, that is a great question because, um, so many times, and man, my heart aches if this is any of our listeners right now. So many times um, people have abused their God-given authority or distorted it for personal gain and perverted that authority for personal gain. And that is wrong and that is sin. So I think your question is excellent. I, I think it's very, very important to understand that uh, all authority comes from God. God delegates his authority to sinners. But he, first of all, when it comes to the church, God delegates the authority of Christ, the, the chief shepherd, the head of the church. He delegates that to a plurality, to a group of godly men together. So no individual man possesses spiritual authority over your soul. The authority is given to a group of men. So I can't say, well, I'm a pastor and go into somebody's life and say, um, by the authority that's invested in me as a pastor, I tell you, you should not drive a red car. You know, like that. that, first of all, Anybody that I would say anything to can rightly respond and make an appeal. Do all the elders, mm-hmm. do all of my shepherds agree with this counsel that you are giving to me? Mm-hmm. So the first safety net is our authority is limited to the plurality. The authority is given to the group, not to an individual. Mm-hmm. But more important than that even is that our authority is limited to the word of God. We have no, we have no inherent authority as spiritual shepherds to declare and proclaim anything of the members of the church apart from what God has said. Our authority is the words of Christ. He is the head. We are just mediating his authority on his behalf to the flock. Mm-hmm. So everything that we are that 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 you as a church member are called to submit and obey is the words of Christ, the mm-hmm. teachings of God. The, 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 and so the pastors and the shepherds 
are praying and teaching and counseling and guarding and correcting and encouraging mm -hmm. all using the word of God because that's the only authority we have over anybody's soul. Yes. So so this obey and submit is a call to say obey and submit these this group of spiritual shepherds as they bring the word of God to bear in the practical shoe leather of your life. Does that, does that yeah, make sense? That's so helpful. So, so helpful to, to think about how God's delegated authority manifests itself and that all authority that ultimately is given is given first and foremost by God. And so um, just recognize that's a real, it's a, you know, authority is a, a big deal in our lives, right? It's, it's, there's almost a natural sinful chafing against authority. Mm -hmm. And so there's areas where we have to learn to reorient our thinking to be in line with God and where he delegates good authority, obviously not perfect, still, right. still, still sinful and fallen, uh, but in a good design that he has established for his people. And if I can just remind us before we close this, mm -hmm. Scott, just that, that, Again, the, the driving motivation of Hebrews thirteen seventeen, I believe, is joy. Mm -hmm. And and it's just to just to say this is not this is for our advantage. This is for our benefit. This is for our joy that God has designed our souls to be shepherded. After all, what was one of the points from Sunday that our soul needs more care than we alone can give it? <laughs> I mean, we all need to be shepherded. Mm -hmm. I need to be shepherded, and I'm so thankful for the plurality of elders around me that, that correct me mm -hmm. and confront me and encourage me and pray for me. Boy, I need that. And, and certainly, that's true of every single Christian. He needs, he or she needs the shepherding, the soul care of humble, godly team of spiritual pastors and elders mm -hmm. that are bringing the authority of God's Word into the shoe leather of their life for their joy. So good. Now, I know we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I know you mentioned we'll be talking a lot more about this in the coming year with our church family. Super excited to just flush out what it what it really means to be a part of the local church uh, over this next year. But um, there's going to be a lot of talk about what it actually looks like to get connected. Yes. And you are super excited March 12th. Yes. Another membership class, a, a three-hour membership class here at the church. Saturday What's, morning. What, what, what was your goal that you had for that again? So I'm praying for 100 new members. So there's, I, we, looked at the, we looked at the database. There's, there's over 500 adult regular attenders at Newcastle. Mm -hmm. 500 people that would say, we call Newcastle Bible Church our home church, mm -hmm. but have not yet pursued membership. I, I'm hoping for a class of 100 people at least that will come for those three hours and allow my joy to overflow <laughs> and just help them to see the joys of what God is doing here. Don't miss out. Mm. Don't miss out. This isn't about this isn't about Kevin Souter. This isn't about any particular person. This is about an eternal joy that's realized through God's good design for the local church for his children. And we're not perfect local church by any means, but we are uh, a growing. We are mm -hmm. healthy and we are growing together. I don't want anybody to miss out on what God's doing here. I say it all the time. It's a privilege to be what's uh, be a part of what's happening here at Newcastle. So, uh, Pastor Kevin, thank you so much for your time today, for, for helping us just kind of process further what we learned on Sunday. And uh, we'll hope to be back again next week as we begin a new sermon series 
more than a children's story. Yes, yes. Um, I, I cannot wait. Those are some of my favorites. So we will hopefully be back again next week to process a little bit more about uh, uh, the story of creation. So we'll look forward to doing that together. And uh, we thank you, church. Thank you for being a loving and a, a humble and above all, a teachable church. Hmm. Uh, have Amen. a great day. Thanks, Pastor Scott.